0: Yeah, maybe you wouldn't be the social reject you find yourself today if you finally got into tea and coffee. I mean, you you got into beer eventually after the whole cider phase, but I mean, are you going to
1: drink beer on a coffee date? Is that what you're going to do? I don't think that's a thing you can do. There are places you just have to say, hey, do you want to go to a bar so I can drink beer while you have this coffee or tea? Have you had bar coffee? No, you I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> Hear, I hear I do hear like bar coffee is bad because it's just usually brewed once every six hours or something, and then bar tea is bad because they just have like one or two kinds. Some places now, have more, but
0: now at one of my favorite bars in Calgary, Bottle Screw Bills, shout out. Mm. Um, I was there one day, and my favorite waitress. This was a day where I I just couldn't go back to my apartment because it was getting sprayed, and so I. Basically said, Hey, could I get a coffee? And she goes, Um, yes, I'll bring you a coffee, but that pot's pretty old, so I'm gonna bring you a coffee, then I'm gonna make a new pot, then I'm gonna bring you a nice fresh (laughs) cup of coffee. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. But like you don't have to make a new pot just for me. She's like, No, 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 no. There's like one cup left in the staff coffee pot, which is the same coffee pot. Yeah. And if I don't refill it, they will murder me. <laughs> so, so they do, they
1: actually do have nice uh, nice bar coffee there. Right. Yeah. See, I assumed you were going to say, no, 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 You, I don't want to charge you for the old coffee, but <laughs> I will make you new coffee and I'll bring it to you, even though I know you want coffee quickly too.
0: <laughs> I'm actually not sure they charged me for it either, but anyway...
1: Hmm. it was a good day yeah so mike is usually the one who brings the topics today he usually we, we have things to talk about but he he brings them together and puts them in one place i feel that sounds like a, this week that sounds like a co-host job all right i'm glad yeah, i don't have yeah, to yeah. worry about such things <laughs> i just show up and contribute as a contributor yeah so mike is not feeling well today he hasn't been feeling well for the last couple of days and apparently it got worse. So despite the fact that I temporarily kind of lost my voice last night because I was at a housewarming slash Halloween gathering, um, I feel fine now, but Mike apparently got worse overnight, not at the same party, but
0: <clears throat> no, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
0: Cause I mean, if he flew from Ottawa to calgary last night while sick maybe i
1: could see that as a contributing factor i would think so yeah does jet lag still apply if you fly across time zones and then back to the same time zone you started in i will tell you that i personally find jet
0: lag exhausting or Mm -hmm. not jet lag flying i find flying exhausting particularly when hungover i don't know why you would ever do that to yourself That sounds awful. It wasn't planned. No, I guess not. But oh God,
1: was it unpleasant. (laughs) Uh, There is a thing sometimes when you leave a place that people want to drink with you right before. I know I've had that happen. I'm pretty sure I've,
0: I've hosted, or I've invited people to an event in which I was leaving and I wanted to drink with
1: people. Yeah. Yeah. Considering that I don't, like I'll have a beer or two now, but I, Anymore, and I just get like I start feeling sick before I start feeling drunk, so it's not worth drinking quickly or a lot or for long amounts of time. Uh, the couple times that I have had a beer before flying were just like, Why did I choose to do this? I just feel worse.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I do have a future chat meets, meets West story. I still okay. said meast instead of meats, yeah, yeah, despite that being <laughs> future break. chat meets West. Um, <laughs> So I got some shots yesterday. Yeah. Got some. Actually, it's embarrassingly like as much as I tout vaccines, I've missed a couple of few flu shots. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I was also saying yesterday that when I worked at the Bay, I was basically handling money all the time and shaking people's hands all the time. And so I actually got pretty sick a couple times early on in my career there. And then I just okay. didn't get sick again and i don't think i've really been sick for a while since and right. i think that's just my immune system got an extreme kickstart <laughs> <laughs> handling money and being around people yeah but um anyway i wanted to say how impressed i was with the efficiency of alberta health services for distributing the flu shot cuz not only can you get it just at any pharmacy but when i went in yesterday they were offering me the flu shot and they just kind of chat with you like, so are you allergic to anything? Are you taking any other medications? And I said, yeah, I I have asthma. So I'm taking this and that. they're like, oh, have you had your shot for pneumonia lately? I'm like, ah, I'm pretty sure I haven't. And in the end they tried to check my records, but because Ontario healthcare is still on a paper card based system for Hmm. immunization tracking rather than the digital tracking that Alberta health services do. Right. Shout out Ontario health. You could learn a thing or two because paper based (laughs) systems are awful. Um, yeah. So while I was there, they gave me my pneumonia shot because there have been some antibacterial resistant strains found in the wild. Hmm. And so I guess people are getting hospitalized because There's literally nothing they can do for people. Right. Yeah. So that's, I thought that was really interesting because my experience with Ontario healthcare is very much of the form, okay, you made an appointment, you're here for one thing and one thing only. If you want to talk about something else, make a separate
1: appointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a sign on my doctor's, not that I've ever had it enforced, but there's a sign on the wall of the kind of triage area where I go for checkups or whatever that says, like, only bring up one thing. Yeah. If you have multiple health problems, that's something for tomorrow's doctors to handle or nurses or whoever you're seeing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I I find that interesting in a country where, like, just wait times are a problem everywhere. Yeah. And I still think, like, I still think overall the Canadian healthcare system does a pretty good job, but I mean, that said everyone wants wait times to be shorter. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if Ontario could learn
1: some things from electronic systems. Right. Yeah. And there is a difference between going to a clinic or something and where you'd have a wait time versus your office just being behind that day when you have an appointment and you have to wait 15 minutes right like that's true people don't say oh i have long wait times when you have an appointment time like that's just yeah it's usually like for major surgeries yeah right yeah that's a a third type of wait. is like you could have to wait months for something yeah healthcare seems kind of (laughs) complicated i don't know only an idiot would say it seems so simple (laughs) Are we specifically making fun of Donald Trump right now?
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I was. <laughs> okay, good. I'm just, I'm, I wanted to make absolutely
1: sure that I, I knew what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I've started to think recently and then you, you bringing this up made me think of it again, that I wonder if there's a certain contingent of anti-vaxxers who just don't like needles Cause I'm entirely like I'm 150% for vaccines. Like I don't, I, I understand that there are certain risks that are very minimal with them and that not getting vaccinated is much worse than getting the vaccine and having one of those potential, very rare side effects and all the things about herd, herd immunity and certain people can't not being able to get vaccines. I would get all the vaccines. The thing that holds me back from any of them is like, I hate needles. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I have this physical aversion to getting them and so every time i do get one it's a chore like it's it's this huge burden for me because i just have this huge psychological aversion to them
0: it's interesting you say that because i also hate needles and I mm-hmm. actually told this story yesterday like i just don't like needles and so mm-hmm. the fact that i do choose to get vaccinated for like even if i'm missing flu shots like I forget what it was, but like the major ones like swine flu when that was out. Um, And I know there was an outbreak of like measles on college campuses at one point. I got vaccinated for that, too. Right. But like, despite that, despite hating, hating needles, I get vaccinated. I give blood, which is just a needle just sitting there. Yeah. And that's also I, I hate it especially if the room's yeah. cool and your the surface of your skin's cool because then you can feel the warmth of the blood flowing through <laughs> oh gosh through the the tubing <laughs> and over your skin and into the bag it it's awful <laughs> i just kind of have to like sit and look somewhere else and hope to god that the nurse there wants to talk to me that day right um there's that and also when i broke my hip um because if you have a breakage site, apparently blood can clot on those jagged edges. Oh, right. And if a blood clot travels, that's bad news bears. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was... I want to say it was like a month, but it wasn't. It was probably more like two weeks, but I had to give myself blood thinner injections. That was seriously the longest yeah. two weeks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like... <laughs> You're sitting there like, oh God, it's noon again. Yeah. I need to inject myself and I could procrastinate, but then I might die. So I got to do this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The the worst. A few times ago when I was like getting a blood test for something, I had the like physical adverse reaction. So like I didn't faint or anything, but I just got really sick and like like it welled up inside of me in like three seconds got super pale like vomited all that and so now i'm also in the position like i don't i don't think you have to do the whole like lay down or like at least recline when you're just getting an injection as opposed to giving blood like giving a sample of blood but i feel Uh, like now that i've had that reaction i'm i'm done for they're
0: they're very different experiences Like, and one of the reasons that I didn't give blood for so long was that, um, I had a quote incident at Canadian blood services. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I've told you this story actually, but like, you make it sound like the shining. (laughs) No, I, I, I had just given blood and I hadn't like, I'd eaten right before I went to give blood, but like, I was, I was really hungry and I don't think things had properly started digesting. Okay. And I was also sixteen, maybe seventeen at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I basically started as soon as I was able, and so I was also relatively speaking pretty light. Right. And I would finished giving blood, and I was sitting there at the place where you like eat a cookie and have some juice. Mm. And I, my thought present, my thought process was literally like, "Uh oh, I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> I, I cannot hold my head up any longer." I looked down, it's like, the table looks hard. This isn't good. And so the last thing I did was like put my arm just on the table and I went, mm-hmm. that's better. <laughs> <laughs> just let my forehead hit my forearm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, that's much better. So did you stay conscious or were you out for a few seconds? I don't remember. Okay. Like, because,
0: yeah. The next thing I knew people were making a fuss and I was like, sure. I don't get what the fuss is all about. I'm fine, but I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And I've, I've gotten better lately. Like it's, if I give blood now, I kind of feel, I feel pretty tired for like the rest of the day, mm-hmm. but it's usually, I'm usually doing pretty okay by the next day. Yeah. But, um, like it
1: used to knock me out for the weekend basically. Yeah mine like i understand like giving blood is one thing i've never given blood before because of the aforementioned needles thing but when i have the few times that i've had an iv i really really don't like i virulently don't like it <laughs> the whole thing is just like creepy crawling. tremendously
0: unpleasant and because <laughs> the feeling's always there and you can like if you actually focus and be mindful of it you can feel that the needle is inside of you right
1: that second and it's just horrible yeah yeah but i like, agree giving one vial of blood doesn't seem that different from getting an injection like get just giving a blood sample because it's it to me like i don't watch it so it's quick it's like a five second process in either case if that especially if the nurse is good and can actually just find the vein and or like find the right spot and do it I realize it's like they're different processes, but they feel the same when you're not looking at them. Just like it doesn't hurt that much, and then it's over. But I'm still, I still hate it. I I would say that's fair. Mm-hmm.
0: And that I kind of wish Mike were here because I feel <laughs> like he'd have
1: some things to say about all this. I know he'll have to follow up with us. Our building, like our office building, does a flu clinic type thing like a pop-up for a couple mm-hmm. days once the vaccine is out and so i'm i've told myself that i'm waiting for that because at least i'll have the moral support of a couple people around that i know but yeah i I walked past of like a clinic yesterday that said we have free flu shots and i was like i i was like oh i should do this and then like was magnetically pulled away by <sighs> absolutely hating needles I was like I really need this, but ah uh, I need this, oh no. <laughs> yeah. It's it's my living nightmare. But uh I yeah. I need to do it, and if you're out there, you should also be doing it as soon as you can.
0: That's true. I I was pretty knocked out yesterday afternoon. So if that's how the shot makes you feel. Yeah probably going to be a rough flu season. Yeah.
1: I I often I often say this like you can get a headache and then you can get a migraine. And if you've ever had a migraine, you know the difference. And you can get the flu, but then you can also get hit by the actual like you can actually get a serious bad flu. And I I've had one migraine in my life and I've had one bad flu and I was just in bed for like 3 days. Like it's not the same as having a cough or sneezing or. Well, no, and that's that's part of like
0: part of the problem with the flu shot is people are like, well, I got the flu shot, but I still got sick, and it's like it's mm-hmm. probably because you got the cold. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't get the influenza virus
1: exactly. Yeah, you know that virus that kills children every year. Yeah. It's yeah, not... that one. <sighs> but it's like obviously it's a tough thing because first of all you when you get the vaccine and then get sick you don't know what you have like it is also possible to get the flu shot and then get the flu if the virus if the vaccine doesn't get like it doesn't get full coverage over the types of flu that are out there or if they mutate in the meantime Mm -hmm. like it's just such an impossible problem to solve but we're doing like scientists and doctors are doing their best now my apologies
0: but did Mike and I talk about Contagion on the show yet?
1: Uh, I think you briefly mentioned your experience with the like process of watching it through, what was it Google Play Movies? Yes. Yeah, okay. but you didn't talk about the actual content of the film, which is what it sounds like you're trying to address now. No, it's just I'm constantly thinking about it now. It's a very okay. good movie.
0: <laughs> Did we talk about the crazy people in the audience? No. Okay. That's going to have to wait until Mike's here, because that's... Okay. That's a great story. Yeah. (laughs) There was a movie about vaccinations, and, well, then the public was allowed to ask questions, and that's how that went.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right. So, we'll say... We'll leave it at Get Your Vaccines. You want to talk about Soylent now? Because I've been just dying to share some thoughts. Okay. So, I actually have some
0: completely unrelated to what's happening right now. Silent thoughts. Sure. I swear to God, I swear it has been the worst like moving and then changing my credit cards address. And then soylent's like, uh Oh, someone's address doesn't match their mailing address. And I'm like, God damn it. Could you just, could you just, and they're like, I don't know. <laughs> God damn. so like my silent subscription was actually canceled twice in the recent past because i oh wow changed i changed my addresses around yeah and so basically i have my home address for where like kai is in my apartment is and i have my mailing address for where i am currently mm-hmm. and then i tried to do flex delivery but then you have to add like And it just, it didn't work out for me. Interesting. Perhaps that's my fault, but it was canceled twice. And I found that incredibly aggravating. And so it was just recently canceled again. And I was like, all right, well, I got to set up another delivery schedule so that Kai can have breakfasts. Yeah. And then the CFIA crackdown
1: was like, well, I guess I don't have to deal with this for a little while. (laughs) That's an interesting reaction because mine was almost the exact opposite. Like I, I've only ever had it delivered to flex delivery addresses and I can change it at will and it doesn't seem to bother anybody. Hmm. That's good because
0: that, maybe it's a credit card I'm using, but I think we use the same credit card. Hmm. Um, anyway, no, I, I also find, or I found rather the downtown um, Canada Post locations, particularly Persnickety in Edmonton. Okay. I'd show up and say, hey, you have this shipment for me. Which only I could possibly know about because I set it up to come specifically to this location under my name. And they're like, "Do you have proof of your address?" Like, no, I
1: haven't changed my license over yet. Sorry. Wait. Uh, they, they want proof of your mailing address to match the package. Yeah. Mm. See, that's that's why to me, like, the, the, if I ever ran into issues with the po- with Canada Post. It was always things like that where now with Flex Delivery, you just don't, like, it's obviously yours because it's got your name and, like, reference number on it. Yeah, it should be obviously yours, shouldn't it?
0: Yeah, Yeah. it really should. (laughs) Or, like, if you have a delivery and you have the slip that has your name and address on it and then you prove your identity with your name, it's like, yeah, this came to my door. So, that's why I have it and this is me. And they're like, but how do we know that you live there? And I'm like... Who cares? (laughs) Jesus Christ, just (laughs) give me the goddamned package.
1: (laughs) I wonder if mail fraud is a bigger deal than we realize, and that's why they're so stingy about it. Because it doesn't seem like someone stealing package slips and picking up packages is a problem.
0: I don't know. I really, really don't know. It's like Mm. this is the most trouble I've had with deliveries in a very long time, and it might be just an Edmonton thing maybe because they I find Edmonton very culturally similar to Ottawa Uh both sorry that doesn't sound good (laughs) in that they're both government cities and so they're a little bit sleepy yeah but also I find places like Calgary and Toronto um they more how do I say this (laughs) They recognize that sometimes people can be the victim of circumstance and like when you're addressing a problem, you need, you sometimes need to address a societal issue. Right. Whereas I find Edmonton and Ottawa more like, Hey, that asshole did something,
1: punish the asshole problem solved. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that at least from the Ottawa side, I didn't spend much time in Calgary as an adult to comment on the other type of issue. Cause I never really had any kind of thing like that, but yeah, that's also only see the Ottawa side where address the symptom.
0: Yeah. And particularly the police services I've noticed in Calgary, it's like, Hey guys, make sure you buckle up. All right. Whereas in Edmonton, it's like buckle up. You'll get a ticket, a big expensive ticket. Doom gloom edmonton police service (laughs) it's just yeah yeah Hmm. despite the fact that this actually isn't true might find that you catch more flies with honey than vinegar
1: (laughs) yeah there's a there's a lot of statements like that it's they sound true and people repeat them but are they true
0: no but i still feel like you get further with positivity than you get with doom
1: and gloom oh definitely yeah so i think a lot of people who are listening to this that aren't us hear us talk like and again i have no perception of this but either you have been converted or tried soylent or you can't imagine why anyone would want to put something in their body that isn't like something that you would eat, order at a restaurant Well, I mean, not necessarily order at a
0: restaurant, but my mother is definitely in the camp that she she's not she's not on the Soylent bandwagon. Right. And so. And that's okay.
1: She's a dedicated listener, so we love her. Yes. If you go to I forget if it was CBC or the Globe and Mail. I was reading I think it was Globe and Mail. Uh, If you go and read the comments, especially the ones on Facebook, which are where I was directed to. The only thing you see is people making jokes about Soylent Green, the movie and book. Yeah. And you see people saying, I can't believe somebody would put something like that in their body. And then people who are like, oh, man, that sucks. I have this all the time and it's fine. <laughs> and obviously, I fall into that camp. But um, the latter week... The the things are fine, camp, and I have this. Um, One thing I noticed in almost all the reporting I saw about this, and and this did get kind of I don't know if I would say corrected, but this was followed up on with more information in future things, especially the um, in this Globe Mail link, which will be in the show notes uh, about the issue, the thing what actually happened between Soylent and the CFIa, and. So all I saw at at the beginning was, Soylent is BANNED. It's not allowed to be sold because it's a danger to society. BANNED. (laughs) BANNED. They also pointed, they said, Soylent has previously had run-ins with the CFIA with their Soylent bars that were making people sick. They had to recall those and now they're having, now they're banned permanently. Nothing could be further from the truth. It's just like somebody who has never had it, who knows nothing about it, is reporting on the fact that it was banned and like pulling public sentiment out. And I don't know. I just, first of all, it's not like they specifically said they don't have to, like, there's no recall or anything. Like CFIA said, there's no recall. There's no anything like this is just, there's no public health issue here. It's just a matter of regulations and think it's fine. It just doesn't meet our definition of a meal
0: replacement. Is that yeah. more or less it? I'm guessing it's because it doesn't have vitamin D in it. Um, there or so not vitamin
1: D. There are different reasons or things that I've heard, and so one of them is that the fat percentage, the no, percentage of calories from fat, is too high, despite the fact that the fat that they use is sunflower oil. Or the the, the main fat they use is uh, oh man that's the reason that was the main one there was also <sighs> certain things like um the serving so i think this might only apply to powder but like the, the the fat thing is i think is the same across the board like it's too mm-hmm. high but the powder the standard serving doesn't have enough calories despite the fact that it's totally measurable like the standard serving that they suggest <sighs> doesn't have enough calories in the meal size to actually count as a replace it there's all kinds of like just this is a little they just, ridiculous <laughs> they, wow i'm i'm pretty
0: disappointed in the cfia i know um rob reinhardt tweeted out something like uh, like the cfia has shut us down because xyz which doesn't match mm-hmm. with our current understanding of human nutrition and i'm yeah like so so I'm sorry, this is what it sounds like when my brain is exploding. So you can sell pop, which is just entirely sugar and fun colors, which is just awful, awful for you.
1: But it doesn't have fat, so that's okay. Well, because they're not... the, The reason, like, that sounds ridiculous, but the reason is that Soylent categorizes their product as a meal replacement, whereas pop is not considered a meal replacement. So you can go to a restaurant and order poutine as a meal... And that's fine, yeah.
0: despite the fact that, like, how many what 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 fat calorie percentage would that be in poutine? Well, standard it, that's poutine. the other thing is that it's very close. Hold on, we're
1: the Google machine is getting fired up. So, Soylent is uh, uh, depending on the the formulation, whether it's the powder or the liquid. I think it's thirty-five or forty-five percent, somewhere in that range, and the maximum you can have is thirty percent of calories from fat, and so they're off by within five to 10 to maybe 15 at most percentage points of calories from fat. And when you consider what the Canada food guide currently says, like they're, they're seeking feedback to update it, which might kind of, if we had a version of the food guide, like our nutritional guidelines for Canada that didn't say that milk is actually a food group and you need a bunch of grain in your diet in order to be healthy. Like there's all these kinds of nutritional guidelines that just don't match up with current understandings that I can't help, but see this as just a holdover from what we used to believe about nutrition or what you, what used to be the agreed upon scientific principles because you had things like the dairy farmers of Canada paying to have milk and cheese and dairy included in the food guide what does Google say
0: okay so a classic regular sized poutine from New York fries has 50 total grams of fat which is 450 calories of 950 calories mm-hmm. which is equivalent to 47%. Yeah. And that those are not that's not sunflower oil, just to be clear. No, it actually has a gram of trans fats in it. <laughs> Which seems like a thing all on its own. God. Yeah. So that's that's ridiculous. That is just patently absurd. Mhm. I do not care for these shenanigans, nor do I care for <laughs> Government regulation based on the Six Nations study or Seven Nation study. I'm yeah. so
1: angry, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. So my reaction to this, them saying you can't order. We're like, we will not ship Soylent to consumers. They can't import any more of it. Call my it a supplement. Re- That's what Boost does, and it's filled with <laughs> garbage. Just yeah. garbage. Yeah. Uh I went to Soylent's website as soon as I got this email and I see what it looked like, see if I could order more. It seemed like I could, so I hit the send more now button and everything seemed to go okay. The second that, about 24 hours later, that shipment started to prepare for shipment and gave me a tracking number and all that. And so I was immediately like, okay, that worked. Uh, That will be, if, if this is an indefinite problem that starts at some point, that will be gone within two weeks or so. So as soon as it started shipping, I immediately hit send me more, send me another 12 pack. And that also went through. So I'm not sure whether this is kind of like a delay in their system or they're like able to get rid of old stock, but not bring more in like the, all the details aren't exactly clear. And so I now have two extra cases sitting on my shelf at work and I'm like hunker. I'm basically like hunkering down for a storm. Cause this could last. If this lasts months, obviously I'm gonna run out, but if if there's like a two month period, hopefully I won't have to go too long without having it. Like again, I don't use it as a meal replacement. I basically use it as a as a diverse snack. Like instead of going and eating a bag of chips or a donut or a burger at work, I will go and have this and get some fat, some carbs some uh protein and like that tastes fairly good to me that's that's all i'm using it for i'm not using it as a meal replacement as the only thing i eat that day using it to get some nutritional diversity i did i tell
0: you guys that i stopped drinking it after i realized it aggravated my asthma symptoms no i don't think so oh yeah I, i stopped drinking it because i there was one weekend where I realized that I had gone the entire weekend without taking my emergency puffer, because I was having mm. a lot of asthma-related problems, and I also realized that I hadn't had a single serving of Soylent all weekend. Hmm. Also, alliteration is fun. Um, but then, like, I just didn't drink it, didn't drink it, didn't drink it. I told Kaya, and she didn't quite understand, and so eventually... At one point we were moving and she's like, why don't you just drink some Soylent if you're hungry? And I'm like, fine, I will take half a bottle of Soylent and I will get asthmatic. And thus I will get cranky and I will ruin everyone's day so that I can prove a point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so now she doesn't ask me if
1: I want to just have some Soylent anymore. Right. Problem solved. So do you now that you've learned this? Do you have another strategy for quick, like once I, once I have, now that I have the solution for quick, easy calories, basically just when you need something, do you have a replacement or do you just go back to whatever you had before? Mostly it's just that
0: right this second, I live in a place where the f- the fridge usually has leftovers in it, and the leftovers mm-hmm. don't always get consumed. So if there's someone to eat the leftovers, that's just fine. That's a waste diversion stream, right? Um, that and when I'm living with Kaya, it's more or less hummus. Okay, hummus and pita, mm. which also has an incredibly high proportion of <laughs> calories coming
1: from fat. CFIA. <laughs> Next thing you know, hummus is going to be banned <laughs> as a meal replacement. I'm going <laughs> to... Sorry, Nick.
0: Yeah. Actually, um, you know the, the garlic sauce in Ottawa
1: at shawarma places?
0: hmm Have you had shawarma lately, Rob?
1: I've never had a shawarma. I've had some like the food that goes in shawarma in a platter form because my friends really like it and so they order family platters and then we eat them. And like the chicken's good and there are things that are good about it, but I have not had a shawarma platter or a shawarma wrap to myself. See, I don't like the taste of garlic. I don't like the strong garlicky taste that they seem to, and you clearly really love. Yes. Yes, that is a flavor I fell in love with. Yeah. And I
0: haven't had since because nobody nowhere other than ottawa have i gotten that sharp sharp garlicky talm. right i just learned the name of the sauce is talm, or at least the lebanese name mm-hmm. is talm. also on binging, binging with babish which is one of my favorite youtube channels right now mm-hmm. he showed how to make it and how absurdly slowly you have to pour olive oil into a food <laughs> processor but i wanted you to just paint me a word picture of talm because i i still haven't had it had good talm in a very long time i don't even know what i was talking about and then like my brain just got blown oh yeah it's because like talm is entirely oil and garlic that's just two ingredients straight
1: up right i yeah i just never got into it i don't like i don't like strong flavors and you don't have to tell me, Rob. I remember know. that time you ate chowder with black
0: pepper in it and you were <laughs> like sweating from your scalp. We
1: we should now that we've segued neatly into this, we should talk about the, the I found this article that explains why uh, spicy foods make you react physically, which I had never known before.
0: Oh, and that was interesting. Would you like to say more? And then I'll give my two cents on the
1: issue. No, I honestly want to hear your two cents first because you know way more about this stuff than I do.
0: No. Well, because they said it basically lowers your pain threshold for heat. Yeah. And so it just makes you hypersensitive to it, which Mm -hmm. I'd actually wondered about because like I've had really spicy food before. And after that, like my like my breath felt too hot. Mm hmm. Like, knowing how your breath usually feels in your mouth. Sure. It felt like it was too hot. Or, like, I'd go from eating something spicy to something that was just physically warm. And eating that and going, oh, God, it's so hot. And so, like, that would totally
1: explain my experience. Yeah. So, I'm not sure whether this... Like the reason that I react so strongly and badly to spicy foods is that my pain tolerance for hot temperatures is already so much lower or if capsaicin and other things just kind of make it even more extreme than the average person. But I always feel like if I'm having spicy food, I get the reaction that most people describe with spice, but just to the extreme. It could also be that you have no tolerance for it. Well, yeah, it it could be, but I have always disliked spicy foods. And despite eating them more now as an adult where you can't really just say, no, I don't want to eat the spicy food. Don't make me eat it. You can't make me. I don't want to have dessert because I don't want to finish my dinner. Like, I can't say that anymore. I just have to kind of suck it up and eat it. But I still hate it. And I don't, I haven't
0: come around to it. Does Julia make you spicy food and then force you to eat it, Rob? Oh, thank God. No, like restaurants.
1: If I order something, like I love tacos. That's as an example. And tacos are almost always spicy. Preach, brother. I love tacos. (laughs) I want a bland taco. That's all I want. And I never get it. So you want to go to taco time? Yeah, I do. I did. I went (laughs) when I was in Calgary for two weeks well i was in calgary and surrounding area for two weeks i went to taco time four times i actually
0: had taco time like for the first time a little over a year ago and i yeah was sitting there eating it going yeah i can see why rob would like this (laughs) it's not 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 in a negative way because like i didn't have anything spicy on it i just thought it was particularly tasty and like had nice herbs and spices in in there whatever they were (laughs) So I was, I was pretty enthused. Although like I have, there are some authentic Mexican places in, in Calgary and oh my God, they're so good. Right. Oh, the tacos with the shredded meat. Yeah. I'm so hungry right now. I might have a second breakfast, (laughs) which was leftover taco beef pasta. So, you know, (laughs) that's awesome. It was really good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the other place where I've had tacos where like, again most of the tacos i have i either have to say can i not get this and this ingredient that makes it spicy on it or um if you i don't know if it i've never seen one in calgary but it might have been just a franchise that opened later once i came here but wild wings is a thing that we have in ottawa that they they're known for wings but i don't really like chicken wings either because they tend to be spicy i think they migrated east from
0: toronto so they're right I know there's a Wild Wing. Wait, do you mean Buffalo Wild Wings or Wild Wing? I don't. Does know. it look like? I don't think. It's does Buffalo. it look like Top Gun? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Then that's it. Like it has okay. a star and some stripes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was in. I think I had that in Belleville before I had it in Ottawa. But like, okay. I get their, I get their wings on fire. Yeah. And it's like a six star heat, where most <laughs> of them are one to five. <laughs> oh man, that's that's Flavor Town, Julio's Barrio in calgary they have their nuclear salsa and i had that one night and like people looked over at me and like i had tears coming down my face and like i was sweating they're like nick are you all right and i'm like the flavors they're using i think they're using caribbean red habaneros and it's delicious it's so fruity it's so hot Uh, and i was just i was just high on flavor town sure yeah so buffalo wild wings you had yeah. the salt and pepper perhaps the
1: black pepper and lemon i've had that and it was i like, think i don't love wings because i also feel like we have the technology to get rid of bones why would you voluntarily keep them in your chicken um i always go boneless mm-hmm. like i
0: just i just want like tasty chicken nuggets basically right i don't actually care for the bones
1: yeah that that's entirely how i feel so first of all i do that but Buffalo Wild Wings if you're like me if you're a normal person Wait, then Buffalo do not Wild go. Wings or Wild Wings I don't know I don't know the difference but they're probably the same place These are also um, brands No they're not they're entirely different places Robert <laughs> Well then whichever one is in Ottawa I don't know <laughs> uh, It's probably Wild Wing uh, I will look Anyways Please do So if you are a normal person do not get the tacos At this restaurant that I'm going to confirm the name of right now. But if you are like me and you hate spiciness, go to Wild Wing. I guess there's no Buffalo. It's just Wild Wing. Why would you be at Wild Wing if you didn't like spice? Get the tacos. They are the (laughs) blandest tacos you will ever eat. And they're the best. They're honestly like (gasps) there's no taco time here. So all I have is Wild Wing there's no spice whatsoever it's so good have you been to taco bell i have been to taco bell once i had their taco bowl i think when that was a thing but everything i've heard about taco bell makes me not want to eat there it's fine i'm sure it's fine but i don't i'm a taco time like this is a coke pepsi kind of thing there was Taco Bell and Taco Time and I love Taco Time. And so if I went like if I was a Coke drinker and I went to a place a a a province where there's only Pepsi, I just wouldn't drink pop unless I went home and got some Coke.
0: There's actually that's that's a thing in Quebec apparently, but also in northern Ontario. Like it's it's very much a Pepsi place. Like right. Kaya always drank Pepsi before we got together. Mm-hmm. And actually, fun story. But you can still find I'm, it. Sorry? Like, if you went to a convenience store, they'd have both. Yeah, probably. But you, people yeah. didn't normally serve it. Like, right. it's to the yeah. point where um, uh, Terry O'Reilly from Under the Influence, he said, like, the first time he was out of Sudbury and, like, came down south, he, he went to a bar and asked for a spiced rum and Pepsi. And they were like, what are you talking about? or it was a rum and pepsi or something like that it's like yeah i'll give you a rum and coke or a rye and coke we don't have pepsi on tap here And he's like where am i (laughs) yeah i i disparaged the good name of (laughs) of pepsi here one day and (laughs) this is a this is a transplanted household from northern ontario right and they they did not care for my disparaging remarks. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't drink pop at all anymore, but Pepsi is too sweet. It just... It's, that's just a fact. You don't
0: drink pop anymore?
1: I haven't had soda. Like, on the rare occasions, I will have a little bit of... Like, if Julia gets a drink with her meal, I'll have a little bit of it. But in general... I have it like once every three to six months.
0: I almost never order it myself, but if it's a round,
1: I might have some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even then, like I I, I've developed a love again, the the blandness thing is a pattern in this episode. (laughs) I will have water because I honestly like now that I've, I stopped drinking pop all the time when I do have it, the bite of it, of the carbonation like it's too much. I'd rather just have water The first time I actually had beer,
0: I was surprised at the carbonation. I was like, huh, mm-hmm. this is carbonated like pop, but it doesn't burn. This is nice. Right. this is pleasant yeah that's that's
1: my experience
0: <laughs> so do you wanna do you wanna take us home in the next eight minutes? <laughs> you know, we've talked Alberta health, vaccinations, spiciness blandness
1: yes we've hit we've hit all all the important topics do you want to go home talking about politics in the last eight minutes is that what you're re- referring to no but we can i don't have a lot to say like mike posted this and i didn't know anything about it so okay so jason kenny J ken i believe
0: straight out in a P-in, if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm is he a member of parliament from Nepean or something like that?
1: I have no idea. I could look it up, but I I don't follow conservatives closely. Anyway, enough. So he's <laughs> like,
0: he's like, man, Calgary, Alberta, guys, you're the beating heart of conservatism in Canada, and and you elected Kent Hare in the heart of Calgary, and you elected Randy Boissonneau. In the heart of Edmonton. what What's happening to Alberta? They've got an NDP government. What's happening? <laughs> and he was like, you know what the problem is? It was the same problem we had in federal politics. They need to unite the right. No, I need to unite the right. Challenge accepted. I will unite the conservative parties of Alberta. And so over he shot, he was like, what up, Alberta? And they're like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, I'm not doing so good. They're like, what? Why? We love you. You were part of the Harper cabinet. We think you're great. He's like, I'm sad because you have an NDP government. And they're like, what? How do you think we should stop that? And he's like, you need to unite the right. And they were like, what? And he was like, unite the right. And they were like, KB, we got you. And so there are two major, major players in the conservative parties. There's the progressive conservative party who had like a historic run of 50 years, 60 years, like Mm -hmm. several decades. Like when I was in high school, I had a classmate from Calgary and she said she called home after the provincial election and she talked to some of their relatives. They said, yeah, the election didn't go quite how we wanted. It's like, didn't they form a majority again? Yeah, but we lost a seat. It was like, (laughs) that was... That was Alberta politics. Right. And then the Wild Rose, the young upstarts, the um the strong fiscal conservatives and also social conservatives who are not not totally in favor of gay straight alliances in schools. Right. Um so Kenny was like, Hey, PCs, you're almost dead. I'm gonna run for your leadership. And a bunch of people were like, No way, no one's gonna let him in. He's not a team player and then they resoundingly let him in. Right. It sounds like he sold a lot of memberships to people who didn't like the NDP. Hmm. So they elected him. And then everyone was like, including me, everyone was like, no way the Wild Rose and the PCs get together under one banner. That's just crazy talk. They're too different. They're they're incompatible. Turns out they want power more than they want ideological purity. Right, And now we have the UCP under Jason Kenney. Has been ratified. Hmm. don't know how all the logistics are going to work out but it appears that the next election will be the NDP versus the UCP
1: that's that's troubling why
0: I, there are other just, par- there are other parties around like the NDP of Alberta is comparatively comparatively centrist like it's a it's a pro oil party whereas right. the federal NDP is not right as evidenced by the fact that they had, I think they had a convention in Edmonton and like that was the leap manifesto where mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, we need to get off oil entirely. And then they're like, and now coming to the stage, the one NDP government in Canada, Rachel Notley. And she steps up. She's like, yeah, so oil's cool. I like it a lot. It's good stuff. And they're like, boo, or <laughs> probably not, but you know, yeah. Um, maybe they were saying boo earns <laughs> but there there are two parties that could stand to take up the centrist position between the United Conservatives, right. which God knows where they're going to stand because they have so many socons in there now, and by socons I mean social conservatives, which right I'm not down with. I'm I'm very much if you're not hurting people, then just fill your boots, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm not at all comfortable with the social conservative element in those parties. Mm-hmm. um and the NDP I think they're doing fine like the parties have very little control over the uh, the state of the economy and they haven't made it noticeably worse in my opinion right but there's also the Alberta party who is fairly fiscally conservative I'd say fairly based on my limited research but they seem fiscally conservative but socially progressive so they stand to gain right. tons. There's also the Liberal mm-hmm. Party, which I sincerely doubt will get anywhere in the next election. But, right you now, miracles do happen. Not in this case, but I, I, I understand know. the principle <laughs> in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's my take. And I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. I hope that the extremist elements that seem to be popping up more and more, I hope that they're kept out of the mainstream
1: dialogue but yeah but they're kind of not yeah it's uh politics in general i'm starting to see a a trend of countries provinces municipalities whatever the political system is being smug about being progressive only to discover that there's this group of people who are stuck back several decades or several centuries ago in terms of kind of social values and it seems like once you are smug about it they come up and start holding white lives matter rallies like happened in the states over the past few days and uh, like uh, you think oh that could never happen in ontario that could never happen in canada we're too progressive but there are definitely people who are cheering along with those groups yeah man evil's always out there mm-hmm. and it does seem like it's much easier like i consider myself socially and fiscally progressive and like the op is that the opposite of conservative in that case i don't know
0: i don't actually know like you can say fiscally conservative and everyone knows what you mean Mm -hmm. it's just because like conservative has grown to mean something different yeah it has like i feel like conservatism would normally be like closer to classical liberalism where you have low taxes low spending and do whatever the hell you want so long as you're not you're not hurting other people but Mm -hmm. the conservative parties in North America anyway, tend to have a large social conservative element to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't get the, like I I'm on that side of every, it it seems like every argument that's had, I'm arguing for the more progressive side of things like the let's make things better for more people kind of thing. And so I see in terms of fiscal, kind of conservatism versus liberalism like tax more versus tax less um more personal freedom versus more regulation all that kind of thing the the keynesian approach to the austrian approach i think right i can see kind of arguments on both sides versus what might be better for society overall and a mix of both is probably the ultimate best option whereas when it comes to social principles i just don't like there's no non-bigoted way to say that i am socially conservative like you're just you're just a person who's unaffected by whatever like social injustice is going on and so you don't think it's a problem but it's not we're not they're not talking about like the random white male who thinks things are fine like that's not what social progressivism is about (laughs)
0: random white male yeah like roll a die you point to a guy he's like
1: how are things sir i think (laughs) everything's fine (laughs) we got him okay carry on no problems then (laughs) yeah i society's problems are generally not affecting that portion of the population as much as they are groups that don't see as much representation in politics in finance in government and that's why i feel like i feel like even if a policy might affect me in a slightly negative way but it makes a bunch of other people's lives way better we should adopt that policy how you how uh, utilitarian of you <laughs> well like that's i'm i always talk about pure communism untainted by corruption again which is probably impossible seems like the ultimate solution to me but uh, as I've grown, I've started to see the flaws in conservatism aren't with pure conservatism or communism, not conservatism. The, the problems with pure communism are that it that's not realistic, or that people are dicks. Yeah, like, that is the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, it's not a reason not to implement it, but it is a reason why it wouldn't work if implemented. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, Alberta, I'm I would be really glad to root for the NDP in any in any issue cuz it does seem like there's a lot of overlap between the way that they feel on issues and the way that I feel. Um I've kind of started to think along the lines of aligning myself with whatever political party is the most like has the best chance of winning on a progressive platform. So whether that in the current situation is the Liberals or the NDP, that's who I'm going to kind of throw any support that I have behind. Whereas if the Green Party started to gain momentum, I would be pretty easily convinced if I thought they had a chance of of winning, like my riding, for instance, I'd be very easily swayed towards voting that way. You're comfortable with voting uh, strategically for a progressive party. Yeah, exactly. That's that's been the last at least several years. That's been my policy. So like I, I am now a member of the Liberal Party because they made it free to join. But if they if their policies start becoming unpopular, I'm happy to shift support to the NDP if they start having policies that align more with progressivism and being popular.
0: Yeah. Eh.
1: And that's just fine.
0: But with that, I should probably leave. Yeah, you should leave. Get out of here. Go to BAV. I'm going to go see Friend of Unwind, Chiggy Sue
1: Hagman. Yeah. Guest on the very first episode of Future Chat. And several and other featured on there. the 100th episode of Future Chat. <laughs> well, that too, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. All, All right, right,
1: Nick. Well, with that, I will bid you adieu. And hopefully when we're back next time, Mike will be back so we can follow up on the things that we need to discuss with him. Indeed. (laughs) All right.
0: You say goodbye first and then I say toodaloo. That's how it goes, Rob. Not when there's a cold close, it doesn't. I'll tell you that much. Oh my God, the cold close. I forgot about the cold close.